Hey there and welcome to Lave Radio's EGX 2018 coverage for Saturday. Today I was able to spend all day at EGX and I made the use of it by going to some developer sessions, playing some other games, walking around, meeting people, as well as obviously getting a couple of interviews in. I did try to wheedle out some information out of Bethesda about Fallout 76, but sadly all they were sharing was the vault door, a chance to hug Vault Boy, who enjoyed knocking my hat off, and a Fallout-themed van with Blanco mac and cheese in it. The first developer session I went to was about the next generation of NVIDIA cards, the RTX series, hosted by the guys from Digital Foundry. It was a good interview, although they seemed to feel that without ray tracing making it into the next generation of consoles, that technology might fall by the wayside, or at least be little used only by prosumer PC Master Race gamers. The second developer session was with Paul Arndt, who is Fail Better Games' CEO and art director, and he gave a nice bit of history and update on the game Sunless Skies, as well as announcing their, spoiler, free pen and paper RPG set in that universe. I love how the universe is going for a more Victorian steampunk take on what the universe is like, with living suns, rich moons with plenty of life, as opposed to the more scientifically accurate, what is actually out there kind of universe that Elite gives us. Finally, I had the chance to watch a demo of Just Cause 4, where they walked through some of the crazy stuff you can do in the game. For example, they went off and made a floating tank by attaching what looked like balloons to it, rockets to it, and then jumping in it and it would float off and fire the rockets and you could shoot it. And of course, firing the gun did cause it to act like an additional thruster. I also interviewed the developer behind a new flight simulator called Deadstick, and I bumped into our friends from Snapshot Games who are showing off their very busy Phoenix Point. As ever, these interviews are recorded in a very, very busy environment, very noisy, and of course I apologise for any problems that you might have with the sound quality. Right, so now I've just been playing a bit of a flight sim with... My name's Chris Cheatham. And what's the name of your game? It's called Deadstick Bush Flight Simulator. Uh, so what's the idea of the game then? So it's a new flight simulator we're developing, but the idea is we're trying to simulate the experience of being a pilot rather than just flying an aircraft. So you're a bush pilot and then you have a mission system where you have to deliver cargo from A to B. It's an open sandbox, so you make decisions about where you want to fly, if you want to brave bad weather, and from that you earn money and use that to upgrade and modify the plane. So it's kind of like a survival game, but the idea is you're trying to keep the plane alive rather than trying to keep yourself alive. There's a fair amount of simulation and um, customization going on in there. But I know it's not to the extreme, shall we say, of DCS flight sim. Uh, so I'd say we, we, we don't want to dumb down the flight sim experience. So we really, we, you know, we really kind of, it's really important to us that we get the flight dynamics right and that everything in the aircraft is simulated. So all the buttons work, all the instruments work. We have a full working wear and tear model on all the components. But what we've tried to do is pick aircraft that are simple enough that, you know, if you want to approach this as a gamer, there are only a couple, you know, you, you turn on the master switch, turn the key and you're good to go. If you're an experienced flight sim or a pilot, there's a lot of depth in there that you can get out the system. So, so we don't want to dumb down the experience. What we try to do is pick aircraft that will kind of complement both play styles essentially. Okay, so in, I don't know what plane that was that I was in, but in that plane I was in, all I would actually have to do is flick the master switch and then flick the ignition, and it would actually be good to go that one. That's right. So that's all you have to do. There's um, there's more advanced things. There's a mixture lever that you can do to control the fuel mixture as you get higher, which will give you better fuel performance. You can change your tank so you get you know you can manage your fuel better. There's a few other little things that you can be doing with instruments to help you navigate. So as I say, there's more depth there, but ultimately, if you just want to you know kick the tires and light the fires, as they say, you can just do that. So. What uh, what airplanes do you have in at the moment, and what ones are you planning on adding in? 
George, so at the moment we've got the one aircraft, which is our little bush plane, just a little tandem two-seater high-wing plane. We've designed it ourselves. We've tried to take features from iconic bush planes and then make our own version. Uh, the, we've kind of done that to avoid a licensing issue because we do a lot of damage and things. But it's much easier if we just we just do our own. So for the first version uh, that we're taking into early access, we're just going to have the one aircraft, and we try to go as deep as we can with that. So as I say, we've got all the mechanics that we've simulated, and then on top of that, there's a whole layer of customization and modification. So as you earn money, you can start upgrading the plane, changing the color changing out propellers and tires and things to get the most out of the aircraft once we go into early access we'll then start adding more and more aircraft as we go any idea on dates for this uh, the plan is to get it onto, onto steam and early access at the end of this year um, and then we'll keep developing it from there obviously um, what's the business model for it going to be so we see this as a platform um, and something that we can keep developing over a number of years. We're a very small team. There's only been there's only three of us working on this at the moment. So our overheads are quite low. So the plan is that we, we keep trying to add as much content as we can to the base game to increase the value of it. Eventually, we will look at DLC and then we'll be looking at new locations and, and bundles of locations and aircraft with that. So, but it's, it's a game that you'd buy outright on Steam rather than a, a freemium game or some kind of freeware that's supporting itself through buying artwork or skins or something like that for your plane that's exactly right yeah so it'd be kind of a one-time purchase there's no microtransactions but eventually we will do paid dlc in the forms of landscape packs and aircraft so right i noticed you you've got all the customization you can add in your cargo and things like that and you've got a nice little model where you're balancing essentially how you're almost playing, playing tetris inside your plane to get your cargo balanced not too heavy maybe not too far to the front, not too far to the back. How's that going to actually affect the performance of your plane and things like that then? So yeah, all of that stuff gets fed into the flight model. So if objects are all stacked on the right-hand side, it's going to start banking that way. Similarly, as you said, if you load things outside of the center of gravity envelope for the plane, you're going to really struggle with the handling. If it's too heavy, you may not even get off the ground, depending on temperature. So you know, that's one of the things that we, we never want to constrain the player with. We want to let them have fun with it, and we want them to you know, either be able to get into trouble or make, make sensible decisions with the flying. Um, so it's really just, you know, as I say, it's about, it's, it's about simulating the experience of being a pilot and the consequences that happen from poor decision making essentially so yeah, i have to admit i was trying as you noticed deliberately to turn my plane into a flying bomb by loading it up with gas cylinders and things like that <laughs> and then you went off and told me they're not modeled yet unfortunately which i, I like that idea but not not yet maybe later oh completely so the idea is that we have a, a, a progression system through the game and so th there's a few ways that that works one is that um as, as you earn money, you can upgrade the avionics in the aircraft, which allow you to fly in worse weather, which means you can fly more days and earn more money. But as well as that, we have more types of cargo. So we'll start to have things like dangerous goods, where you will get those items that will be explodey and have more severe consequences. And the cargo items will damage as well as you're flying. So depending on how smoothly you fly the plane, you'll damage them. So there may just be a cost penalty there if you deliver damaged goods. Obviously, if you're um, carrying dangerous items, the penalty is going to be a lot higher in the form of explosions. So. What about things like medivac missions or, I don't know, rushing a heart to somebody or something? Yeah, so at the moment that we've got kind of our one, well, there's two core mission mechanic styles. One of them is the kind of A to B, so you're picking up something and delivering it somewhere else. The other type we've got is a, dis is, um, a discovery, so like search and rescue, looking for downed aircraft. Once we get into early access, there's, lo we, you know, there's loads of things we could be doing, it's like, like banner towing, um, crop dusting, you know, there's... There's so many things we could do to... The sky's the limit, as it were. Exactly. So, you know, as I say, we're a small team. We need to pick our battles and, and decide what gives us the most value for in terms of fun initially. And then once we're in early access, we can start going wider, adding more different mission types, more aircraft, that kind of thing. I mean, obviously, I've noticed it's, you're working, you've got hot-ass support in there already. 
keyboard and mouse, presumably gamepad. Any, what about VR or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so we, we are developing with VR in mind. We have a VR work, version that's working side by side. The challenge for us with VR isn't the flying, it's actually getting the menus right, and it's the walking around doing the cargo loading. That's the bit where you, know, you could make people feel sick and we don't want to make people <laughs> feel sick. So once we're in early access again, that gives us a chance to just focus solely on getting the VR right and, and getting that into a good experience. Similarly, we'll also be looking at multiplayer, so you can start sharing the world, flying with your friends, um, chatting to each other over the radio, and then eventually we'd love to be able to do shared cockpit so you can have one guy sat in the back with you navigating while you're in the front flying the plane as well. Or in the case of my plane, drinking beers. Or drinking beers, that's right. <laughs> what about ATC or anything like that? We're, we're purposely avoiding that. Uh, the reason is that I don't, like, I don't like the idea of using like a robo voice. And I think you know, it's very easy for that stuff to break the immersion. So to get around that with the multiplayer, you'll be able to talk to people over the radios. Um, a lot of these strips as well in places like Alaska, there is no one manning the tower. So it's up to the pilots to talk to each other and announce their intentions. And that's exactly what you'll be able to do on this. So there will be ATC, but it'll be in the form of talking to other pilots over the radio. Are there any other things that you want to tell me about it before, before we wrap this up? Uh, I think we've covered most things. As I say, the, the main thing is about trying to make it a true, true simulation experience where we can, making it fun where, in uh, areas where we want it to be fun. We're doing a lot of work on the weather and atmosphere simulation as well, so we've got quite a dynamic uh, wind and weather system. And we, we really want to kind of... Um, we want players to respect the environment and be, be aware of how fragile these aircraft are in this environment. So it's all about trying to navigate and exploit the environment um, to the best of your ability. We've also got a big um, discovery system in there. So when you start off, you're flying from big airports that are known, they're on maps. But then being a bush pilot, you know, pilots will fly around, find little spots they can land on. And that's exactly what we've got. We've got lots of little undiscovered strips that you can unlock. They become places that you can deliver cargo to and from as you go. So there's a few different kind of objectives as you're flying around to get the most out of the experience. And whereabouts can people find you? So the best place to find us is either on the website, uh, deadsticksimulator.com. We're also on Steam. We've got a Discord, but links to all those are available on the website. So, okay, well, Thank you very much, then. I oh, appreciate chatting. Thanks very much. Well, I've been wandering through EGX, and I've just gone off and seen a Phoenix Point stand, which obviously everyone who's fans of Lay Radio and things like that know and love, because Alan, one of our original founders, is quite strongly involved in that. But I'm now joined with... I'm Kevin Hill, I'm Snapshot Games Community Manager. And you've basically been dumped with this at the last minute, from what I understand. Well, not quite at the last minute, but yeah, I'm running this one pretty much solo this time around. How have you been finding it going? Uh, it's actually been pretty fun. It's uh, had an excellent reception. Everyone so far that's played the game has absolutely loved it and had great feedback, and we've had bums on seats the entire weekend. How's the build process going and the demo process? You know, you're still in alpha... In, uh, can't remember, whatever you guys are calling it, alpha backer stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's pre-alpha at the moment, which is our backer build, because it's not feature complete. Yeah. So this is available to anybody who uh, backed the game at a certain level or who pre-ordered the game at a certain level. Uh, it doesn't have the geoscape, the strategic layer, but that is something that we're adding on our next big release that will be in November. So there's going to be a lot more content going in on the next release. But that's still going to be backer build stuff rather than rather than a sort of a more public alpha, is it? Yeah, it's still only going to, it's going to be close to backers. We don't know if and when we will be doing any sort of public access, but that will be a lot later in the process if it does happen when most of the features are in the game. So we have a provisional release date, which is for June 2019, uh, which was uh, originally going to be December this year, but because the scope of the game has grown a fair bit with additional funding, we've decided to take that extra time to get it right, get it nice and polished, and make sure it's a really content-rich and feature-complete game. What kind of feedback have the community been giving you from EGX so far then? 
Uh, the EGX community have been fantastic. We've had loads of people playing it. Uh, everyone really likes it. It does get a lot of comparisons to XCOM, but on the plus side, everyone is saying that's not a bad thing. Uh, a lot of XCOM fans have been sitting down to play it. We've also had quite a few people who have never played an XCOM game that have also been enjoying it as well. So it's been a bit of a, a winner all, all around. Right, we've been just talking and comparing some of the stuff with XCOM and the lack of hit percentages in Phoenix Point. Can you explain why you've not got that in there? Yes, certainly. So one of the main differences in the way that the um, shooting mechanics work between XCOM and Phoenix Point is in Phoenix Point it's actually simulated ballistic. So every single projectile fired is a physics object that is tracked from the shooter to the target. So the only way to actually get a percentage chance to hit is to simulate the shot multiple times in the background with a Monte Carlo simulation. What you're then doing is taking the average hit percentage from those simulations and that's what you can display to the player. So we can display a hit percentage but it will never be accurate and it's far easier just to give the player something that's more um, abstract like you're likely to hit you're guaranteed to hit or you're probably going to hit than it is to give them a slightly vague number and let them make their own conclusion from it and how have users been finding the lack of the definite percentage uh, apart from one or two people who do stop and ask where the hit percentages are most people will sit down and play it and complete the demo without ever noticing that they're not there so for anyone who doesn't know where about we can find you, where can we find you? So you can just search for Phoenix Point anywhere on the internet, you'll probably find us, but the official website is phoenixpoint.info. You can also find us under Phoenix Point on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Instagram, and pretty much any other social media channels. Pretty, uh, pretty active Discord channel as well. Yeah, we do have a Discord, we've also got a forum, everything links to everything else, so if you can find one, you can find the others. But there's about 2,000 people on the Discord that love to uh, theorycraft, particularly about Alan's work, and uh, they love to sort of really chow down on the mechanics and and argue about what should be in and what shouldn't be in. So the as communities like to do. Yeah, they do. They're, they're very, they're very opinionated. Uh, they're very passionate. They're very enthusiastic, and they've all got a lot of good ideas about what what they'd like to see in the game. Any final final words? The development team are all working really hard at the moment to make sure that we get the uh, next backer build out on time, and uh, hopefully the reception to that will be one that has been as good as what we've got here at EGX today. Okay. Thank you very much then. No problem at all. Thank you. Dead Stick actually reminds me a little bit of Elite Dangerous if it was set enough and you were a small independent pilot. It's an it's the open world aspect of it and it doesn't force you to do anything, but you can still run missions and upgrade your ship and all that kind of stuff. Its modelling is a lot simpler than DCS's, but that means that instead of taking you maybe 30 minutes to start off your A10, you only have to flick a couple of switches. However, there is still the depth in the game to adjust, to do what you want, and you can adjust your fuel mixture, you can flick all the dials and switches in your cockpit, and there's still, the depth is there, and the planes are as rich as those in DCS, but the planes that you're flying are a lot simpler than an A-10. I also love how it matters where you place and how you load up your cargo, because that obviously affects the flight characteristics of your plane. Uh, the game's also got proper damage modelling on multiple components of your wing. So, for example, I saw somebody when they were piloting out of the out of the hangar, they accidentally went off and dinted the front of their wing, and you could see that the wing had a dint in it. And if you got out of your aeroplane and inspected it, then you would see the damage percentage, and then you could actually go off and repair all that up as well. 
It's only in pre-alpha at the moment, but the game's got a lot of potential if you like realistic flight sims with a bit of a mission structure, and you like flying in small, remote areas of the planet. I think most live radio listeners will have heard at least heard of Phoenix Point and are relatively up-to-date with what they're doing, but it was really great to hear that they've got a provisional release date now, as well as how and why the game no longer shows you the hit percentages. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and until next time, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Two seconds, I'll be right back.